Big Trouble in Little Podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. peeps and welcome to another edition of big trouble little podcast i'm joe dubs and i'm andy so we are here with some movie stuff since we did escape room side quest and stuff and we got we own the night with joaquin phoenix and uh mark Wahlberg, which we will get to in a few but andy what have you been watching lately I watched Fistful of Dollars in your gym on the same day. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Finally saw Ant-Man and Wasp way after everyone else had already seen it. And I watched Kill Bill 1 and 2. Ant-Man and uh, the Wasp, how'd you like it? It was pretty good. Like, it was kind of, like, after Infinity War, it, it lacked a certain drop toss. But it was fun. I liked it a lot. <coughs> the acting was all good. Mm-hmm. Kill Bill, you can't go wrong with Kill Bill. Yeah, I wish they'd hurry up and release uh, the whole bloody affair, like the wrong cut of it. They've been talking about it for almost a decade. You think they would ever make sequels, even though like it pretty much ended? Like maybe like. I mean, the, yeah, Tarantino has talked about making part three a bunch. That'd be interesting for him to do. Um, what I watched was Golden Compass. Which was an interesting film. Uh, kind of like, it's like a parallel world kind of thing. And there's like talking animals and their souls, instead of just being like floaty souls and stuff, their soul is like within an animal itself. So there's like prey mantis, dogs and stuff. It's, it, it was an interesting film. Great imagination. Check it out. Right? Yeah. I caught it with my dad. My dad was watching. I was like, hmm, this is interesting. And then we also watched, uh, me and my dad watched Hereafter, which is a movie pretty much about death. Uh, It it goes off on three separate stories. One about a kid in England, his brother died, and they all want to connect with their loved ones. Then you had a French uh, woman who died for a few seconds and felt that she was in the afterlife for a few seconds before she got sent back to the real life. And then you have Matt Damon, who's kind of like your John Edwards, who, except he actually has powers and uh, can talk to the dead. And pretty, pretty much uh, can tell you things that the loved ones would know instead of just being like, hey, is there, is there anybody in the room who lost someone with a letter J and do like those vague questions and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's not like that. He just, you know, he touches their hands and all of a sudden he, he connects with them somehow. It was, it was a good, good film. It was directed by Clint Eastwood, by the way. So that, that was interesting. When did it come out? 
Oh, I don't even know. Um, I'll check that later. But, uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. Are you familiar with uh, Donut Operator? Yeah. <coughs> I don't think so. He, he does a lot of, like, you know, cop uh, cop shootings that happen. He, he used to be a cop in South Carolina. And uh, he puts the context into a lot of these shootings. You know how people get when they go on social media, like, hey, why did this person do this? He's an asshole. He kind of gives the procedures of what cops go through when they're getting called and then all that stuff. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, but let's get to the fucking meat and potatoes of this podcast. And uh, let's go to the movie of the week. So We Own the Night is starring Mark Wahlberg and Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, things I liked about it, it was in New York, <laughs> so you had NYPD, and then it was 1988. Uh, the music selection was pretty good. I like the, pretty much the, the, what? I like the soundtrack. Yeah, especially when it started off with Blondie. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, let give you a little context, um, Walking Phoenix is kind of like the black sheep of the family. He didn't follow in the uh, family police because Mark Wahlberg became a captain. Uh, and then their father is the chief of uh, NYPD. So Walking Phoenix, he is he does a lot of drugs. He he manages a club where it is drugs happening. And pretty pretty much the story is in the beginning, while Mark Wahlberg's character is being promoted, they go talk to Walking Phoenix and say, "Hey, this Russian guy who's bringing in drugs is going to your club, and we want information on it." And then pretty much the next scene, they go grab uh, Mark Wahlberg comes in with fucking SWAT members and starts arresting everybody with drugs, and pretty much try to get Nadim. Which is the Russian guy. Uh, I was, I mean, Mark Wahlberg didn't really have a lot of scenes in this film, which was a pretty surprised. I mean, he was still a main focus, but when he got shot uh, by the Russian hitmen and stuff, like Joaquin Phoenix was the main guy, I felt like, throughout this film. Yeah, he's, he's the focus. Um, their, their father, um, oh, what's the guy's name? But he, he has a bigger role than Mark Wahlberg does. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, ch- the chief. I'm trying to, Danny Hotch? No, no, that's Jumbo. Uh. Yeah, he's, he's in a lot of stuff. I just can't remember his name. Yeah, I'm on IMDb. Oh, yeah, Robert Duvall. Uh, Bert. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Robert, uh, Bert Grzynski. <coughs> um, there was a lot of things that pretty much surprised me. Like the whole, I don't know if that would happen in New York. You know, the the ending pretty much where they make Joaquin Phoenix's character, Bobby Green, a cop right away and then solve the case. I felt that was like the unrealistic part of the movie. Maybe. I wondered about that too. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know, man. He... 
I don't know. I don't think you can just go in there and be like, yeah, because my dad was the chief. Uh, I am now a cop. And obviously he did go through to, through the academy after. Um, I liked a lot of the, uh, the, the shots in his movie, especially when, um, what was he? They were driving the car and there was a lot of neon lights. I mean, it's just pretty much Manhattan and shit. There were certain times where it didn't feel like the 80s, especially with the uh, ESU, which is Emergency Service Unit, which is pretty much SWAT. Had like They felt like they were wearing like modern like 2000s uh, equipment. I don't know if you felt that too. No, I didn't really think about it. The, uh, obviously how the cops, where they had revolvers and stuff, felt like it was the 80s and as the dog is barking, I apologize about that, guys, but it's going to happen. Um, what did you think of the movie? Like, what stood out for you? I liked it a lot. I just liked the story. Like, it was a cool story. And you think about all the other, um, cop dramas I really dig. Like, it made me think about The Departed a lot. Um, uh, the acting in it was all super great. I like the soundtrack a lot. And there were several scenes that were shot like super well. Like when people walk into darkness or in and out of smoke, it always looked really, really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, even Mendez actually did pretty good in this film. You know, she was the Puerto Rican Amada Juarez. Um it made me really angry from a story point of view where she pretty much ditched Bobby. Like I, I understand why. And I, I can get into the, like the mind of like, I, I was just in a fucking shootout <laughs> on the highway with these crazy people. If he's going to become a cop, I don't want to be part of that. Cause that means they're going to be gunning me, gunning, uh, gunning Bobby and possibly her because of crazy, dangerous people. But I don't know, like, it, it made me upset, especially at the end where Bobby was looking in the crowd and he thought he saw Amada, but it was just somebody that looked like her. her. And it told me that he still loved her in a way, but I guess she didn't want to be a part of that life. No, yeah, she thought he was going to get himself killed. Mm-hmm. And what really upset me about that was uh, Jumbo ratting out the uh, position of the motel. Because I'm like, no, Jumbo, why? And you could tell he was, like, generally upset that he's, he just lost his friend because he told the information, which led to Robert Duvall's character getting shot. And by the way, that scene was fucking awesomely shot. I love the whole car chase in that. Mm-hmm. Like, normally, if I can't tell what's going on, it kind of makes me, like, hate a scene. But mm. it really works there, because that's that's the point. Like, it's raining, and it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Especially when he's coming on oncoming traffic. And then seeing the car, like, move up to his dad's car, and then seeing the shotgun just be blown. I was like, that was awesomely shot. And then the whole car crash itself... And when you see Walking Phoenix come out and start screaming and stuff was uh pretty good. Uh what didn't what didn't you like about the film? Um <coughs> excuse me. 
Uh, I did get bored a few times toward the beginning when they were, he was just like doing his general crime shit. Like I got, he was talking to the one guy, the 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 old man who was kind of like running the crime stuff, and I I got the impression like he needed to move up and he was going to open a new place and stuff, but. I don't know. They, they, there were no stakes yet. Like that was the beginning of the movie, so I didn't really understand the stakes. So I got a little bit bored with that. And at first, I was like, "Walking Phoenix is boring," and I think, I think the other characters are more interesting. But they turned that around in the first like, twenty minutes. Yeah, because he was just playing that. Uh, oh, I don't like my family. They're a bunch of cops. Uh, you know, I'll show them. I'll be. I'll be making money. Well, while I do cocaine, well, obviously cocaine was big in the 80s. Um, yeah, I did get bored. I mean, there were certain times where I'm like, is he playing Johnny Cash <laughs> again? <laughs> There's times where it was like that. Um, trying to think of like something that really I didn't like. I, I think the only thing that bothered me was him becoming a cop right away and them giving him a gun right away without training. Um, I thought the writing was pretty good. Uh, Nadim's character, did you think he was a big villain besides, you know, him trying to kill his entire family? Or did They you... set him up real good to be, like, a villain, but then he, after he gets out of jail, like, you don't see him forever. Mm -hmm. And that's fine, like, the, it's, it's the general threat of they're trying to find and kill you, but it's kind of a shame you didn't get more screen time. I don't know how they would have done it. It kind of makes sense the way they did. I think the big reveal was when uh, his his uncle or was it Mani uh, Marat Bushit? I don't know how to say his last name, but the guy who owns El Caribe, uh, the the club and stuff, the boss. Mm. Like, I didn't really expect him being part of it. Like, I thought he was just a nice guy who has a lot of money and, uh, which kind of did, like, I, at first I was like, he has a lot of money, he owns this club, his nephew is a prime suspect, maybe? Then I was like, no, he's just a nice guy, you know, he has grandkids and stuff, and then all of a sudden at the end I was like, oh, <laughs> kind of didn't see that coming. Um... Yeah, you really felt the tension between uh, Bobby Green and Joe. And I, I kind of like, what I really liked is how they ended up, you know, becoming brothers again in, in a way. Especially at the end where he's like, I love you. And then he's like, I love you too. And then that's how it ended. Like, I, I thought that was a pretty good ending. Yeah, the drama between the family was more interesting than the drama between police and Russians. Yeah, I thought when Joaquin Phoenix was walking into <laughs> into uh, Joe's office, like he was gonna punch him right away, but it ended up being Joe when he he just pretty much when Bobby was like, "Hey, you know, you would want to have my uh, Puerto Rican girlfriend because you're fat wife or something like that," and then <laughs> he punched him and shit. Uh, who, who directed this film? Um, James so Gray. Yeah, I don't recognize anything else. Like, I remember hearing about The Lost City of Z, and I Am a Pilgrim is apparently a movie I've heard of, but 
All the other ones in his IMDb, I didn't. Yeah, he like this film. I was happy throughout the whole thing. I I I did not go. Oh man, this is really dragging and shit. When is it gonna be over? Because it was a two-hour movie, and it didn't feel like it. So, like I, I was like, man, I, I want more of this in a way. I think they, I think they could have done a lot more. I don't know how, but it was nice seeing, uh, my hometown in Queens, seeing Elmhurst Hospital and Jamaica, Jamaica Hospital. So that that was pretty cool. And I, I sure do love the old school look of the NYPD and the cars and stuff in the 70s and 80s. I don't know. <laughs> um, do you recommend this film to people? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good it's a good film. Yep, and I I recommend this. It's a it was a good pick. So, Andy, what is your pick for for next episode of Big Trumbull podcast? Uh, we're going to stick with cops, but we're going to go from quality to crap. Uh, we're going to watch Hollywood Cop. It's a piece of schlock from the 80s. What did Hollywood Cop go? But uh, yeah, it's like one of those famously bad movies. It's from the same director who did Samurai Cop. It's more famous twin brother. Okay. Uh, yeah, it came out in 1987. But it was directed by Amir Shervan, which is some foreigner who decided he was going to try to make American action movies because he had a bunch of money. And that was laughable. Well, it's, it's still. I've seen Samurai Cop. It's hilarious. So I can't wait to watch Hollywood Cop. It's on Amazon Prime. Yep. So, guys, Amazon Prime, watch Hollywood Cop, and be prepared for some possibly funny uh, comments about this movie. I hope so. Moving on to news that mattered to us. Not a lot of news, pretty much, but one that caught my eye was during the Star Trek uh, con, or whatever con they had, um, Patrick Stewart came out on stage, and pretty much he's repraising his role as Captain Picard. Uh, from Star Trek The Next Generation, and they're coming out with a new show. Uh, I thought it was going to be part of, the, like, The Next Generation, I guess, but I, it's more in the future. They didn't really go into detail, but it's not, like, a continuation of The Next Generation. It's going to be a, its own new show, just with Patrick Stewart. Um, oh, no, John Luc Picard, I mean... <laughs> Uh, the only thing I'm really pissed off about it is going to be in a, behind a paywall of the CBS Access. Oh, uh, is it for real? Let's yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there is other means of getting this, which are not pretty legal. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I know. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway... God, man, why did my my family likes to play with my dog while I do a podcast? That's great. Anyway, that was the news for that, pretty much. They didn't really go into deep detail. You just saw a lot of people during the con get overly excited. I mean... I don't know about overly excited. I think it's pretty thrilling. <clears throat> I mean, Next Generation is widely considered to be the best of the Star Trek series. Mm -hmm. And it's, in, it's due in no small part to Solo Picard. Uh, have, have you some way uh, watched Discovery, the new one? 
Nah, not yet. I'm I'm hoping it comes out on like Blu-ray or something where I could buy it and watch it instead of me just buying another service because there's so much. <coughs> I have Amazon Prime, Netflix, and all these other jazz stuff. Like I I don't need any more services to keep on paying monthly for. Yeah, me neither. I nixed a couple things recently, but I picked up VRV, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's always something out there that's pretty cool to watch, just like the uh, the the Karate Kid thing, Cobra Kai. That was good yeah. to watch. Um, I mean, there's nothing really else unless you have something to say. I don't think so. I mean. Yeah, all around. Uh, uh, we are in the night was a real good movie, and there's just not that much news right now. We were talking about it before. Um, the thing about um, Patrick Stewart coming back is super exciting, but until something else happens with it, there's not much to say other than, "Well, this is going to happen." I'm excited. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on the uh, like J.J. Abrams Star Trek? Like, I know he's not directing them anymore. He kind of still produces on the side. Yeah, they're 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 fun. I mean, they're not very good at being Star Trek, but they're extremely good at being action movies. The third one's my favorite. I liked it a lot. Apparently, Simon Pegg wrote it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's great that Simon Pegg and uh, it, you find out he's a true nerd and stuff because he he likes to do Star Trek and he likes to do Star Wars. I mean, he was in uh, the Force Awakens as one of the the uh, vendor guys. The best indicator of how much of a nerd he and Nick Ross wrote Paul, if you haven't seen that movie. I heard about it. I, I should watch it, though. It's very funny. Oh, since we're on a Star Trek here. Star Trek Four Future and Data's talks with Pine and Hemsworth fall through. So it looks like they're having some contract uh, uh, negotiation problems and stuff. Huh. Says here, uh, they were weren't able to come an agreement on compensation. Uh, Pine and Hemsworth reported X Studios to honor their existing deals, which have been placed for several years. While Paramount wanted the actors to take pay cuts in light of the poor performance of Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> I don't think those actors are used to taking pay cuts. Mm-hmm. Especially when uh, the guy who plays Captain Kirk just did Wonder Woman, and that was pretty well. Uh, even though he he kind of died, um, Marvel, Marvel money. Yeah, <clears throat> and obviously Hemsworth. Like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, that's the news. I mean, like I said, people in the summertime, usually not a lot of shit is going on. It's usually when it starts to hit like September. It's when all the um, setup for Star Wars and stuff come out. So. Yeah. Remember Hollywood Cop for next episode, which is 46. We're on episode 45. Uh, Next week's episode is going to be Escape from SideQuest. So get prepared for your video games. Uh, We are on btilp.podbean.com. And we're also on iTunes. Remember to review and comment. Tell us how good or bad we're doing on our podcast. And we also have a website, BigTroubleWorldPodcast.com. Until next time, guys, you have a good day. Later. Thanks for listening.